This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on a 13-year-old program called Welcome Home Radio that is brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. Um, and the goal that we have is to provide our listeners with the best, most local information possible. This way you know what to, what to believe. You hear all kinds of news stories out there. Real estate's hot. There's a crash coming around the corner. Well, what's the real news? Get it right here at Welcome Home Radio because we're local and we're serving our 50,000 watt community, which is the Central Valley. And here to help me today is Kim Huckabee, who is the Government Affairs Director with the Fresno Association of Realtors. Welcome. Good morning, Don. Thanks for having me. Sure, yeah. Um, well, I guess I should thank you for having me since <laughs> it's the association that puts on this show and I'm just the, the grunt that shows up every Saturday. Oh, hmm. that's one way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, what, glad to be here. <laughs> where else do you find somebody that's going to show up every day? <laughs> so, all right. It, and, you know, here's the interesting thing. We started 13 years ago on 5,000 watt KYNO, 1300 AM. And um, we started off in a little building uh, with brick walls over on Railroad Avenue. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, you didn't know that part. That was before mm -mm. your time. Yeah. Definitely. And I had never even listened to talk radio before, so I didn't know what to do. I got <laughs> roped into this somehow. It sounds like what you did to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that's how I learned how to do that. True. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A month later, they finished this beautiful building uh, the Oslins did, and, and we're now at 1415 Fulton Street across from the Warner Theater. We are um, now 50,000 watt Kino, K-Y-N-O, but for eight years, excuse me, for nine years, we were on ESPN. So as our listeners are probably quickly learning, uh, venues have swapped K-Y-N-O, Kino, which is what I listened to as a kid. Um, is now on 940 and on the big station. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm telling you all this because you're from Bakersfield. I know. I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. All right. Though I think I checked uh, the last restaurant off my, my list that I've gotten from all of you last night. Uh, Campania was my last one. I've gone to every single restaurant suggestion since I moved here that I've been given. Really? Have mm -hmm. you been to Wild Bill's? I just made that up. We don't have one. I was going to say it wasn't on my list. <laughs> okay, that's why, because there isn't one. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the association because, first of all, let me give you the history that I know of Kim Schaefer. I first met you when you were a staff person for Congressman Jim Costa. That's right. And wow, we go way back. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. yeah. Congressman Costa came in, was on Welcome Home Radio, and you were here with his notes that, he didn't need. <laughs> <laughs> right. He wasn't going to listen to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So anyway, the, uh, next thing you know, Kim, 
Kim's working for the Bakersfield Association of Realtors as a government affairs director. Mm -hmm. And then you became the association executive, mm -hmm. moved to Fresno this past year, and now working with Fresno. So mm -hmm. that gives you a lot of experience with realtors. Yeah, I've been working in organized real estate for almost 10 years. How do you like realtors? I love realtors. <laughs> You know, what's interesting, and, and people ask me, you know, why I stay in this industry, because, you know, sort of what I do is transferable, right? I mean, could go to any industry. But I love the fact that organized real estate, um, when you look at it, it's probably the third largest um, association nationally under, like, you know, the Teachers Association, FIRE, things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a really... Um, just very large, very well organized um, organization. Okay, and I think we're gonna tee off of that word organized. And because real estate is organized, and, and to put some numbers in there, there's over 4,000 members of the Fresno Association of Realtors, over 100,000 members of the California Association, and over a million members of the National Association of Realtors. So, what does that organization mean to the consumer? Why, why is it a benefit to them? That's a great question. I mean, I think that that's something that's often overlooked. We know what it means, but to the consumer, it's not always so uh, apparent. Mm -hmm. And um, what I would say is this, we are always looking at and fighting for the path to home ownership. We look at public policy, whether it's at the local, state, or federal level, and we want to make sure that they are all, all those policies are um, friendly to the path to home ownership. Okay. And I'll throw out an example of that. Mm -hmm. um, way back when, when I first got involved in leadership with the association, there was a um, point of sale mandate going through the state of California to. Um, retrofit toilets i remember this oh you do a little okay. bit I, I think i've heard yeah yeah there's some history and um that would have made basically made your real estate agent the toilet cop you know at the before we could close escrow the mean old realtor would have to say hey you got to change your toilet out mm -hmm. and imagine what that would have done to the landfills all of a sudden you got you know an overload of porcelain out there right at the dumps um and how were realtors gonna really know is this water conserving low flow uh the gallons per minute it, it, um, it was really not our expertise mm -hmm. we have something like that in the san joaquin valley right now i mean you look at um not necessarily in like the city of fresno but uh tulare um Kern, they're all dealing with um, the fireplaces, uh, gas burning wood stoves. Um, mm -hmm. It's the air pollution district. And exactly to your point, the realtor has to be an expert on those things. Yeah. One difference though, with, with the um, fireplaces, somewhere there's a tag on there. That, that says it whether it's well luckily EPA the realtor will you know climb up into the chimney and find the tag yeah. and find the serial number and then go see if it's you know epa <laughs> compliant i so, didn't say it was easy 
<laughs> but when they manufactured toilets, they did not put high water flow, low water flow printed on there. Mm-hmm. Um, although here's a little known fact. If you turn your toilet, um, the, the tank lid over, you'll see the date of manufacture. Oh. However, that's of the lid. You don't know if it's the toilet. So I... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Learn maybe, something new every day. Maybe I have a little too much experience in real estate <laughs> to know trivia like that. No, but those are all, I mean, great, great example, um, Don. And I think, so, yeah, associations look at things and policies like that, um, point of sale mandates. Generally speaking, we don't want anything that's going to add or encumber the transaction, make it more expensive, make it more difficult for the consumer, make it more difficult for the realtor. We want to make sure that we can get people into homes. And the more difficult sometimes government can make it, um, that's what we do. We actually come in and we don't necessarily always just oppose it because there are lots of things that, that policies that are good for the environment, etc. But the idea is that we have to talk. We have, we have to sort of walk our policymakers through the process and let them know, hey, what you're doing with this point of sale mandate, this is what's going to happen. And sometimes we have, you know, we find a middle ground and sometimes we don't. And sometimes we have to, you know. Well, and the realtors can bring to the legislature the on the streets consequences. Real world practitioners. Absolutely. Right. And um, I remember I got a call from a uh, an attorney who was representing a small city here in the valley wanting to um, uh, make the realtors in kind of in charge of this uh, this program they were doing not make us in charge but make us the point of change mm-hmm. and when I told him I said you know I barely know that technical part I don't think the average realtor's gonna be of service to you do you know he took that out (laughs) he he took that out of it and said okay we're not going to go with the point of sale wow yeah and um and going back to that legislative thing uh many years ago with the low flow toilets i remember our assemblywoman um she said wow when she heard us speak she goes i want to hear more from the realtors and how this would work and next thing you know she uh, amended it mm-hmm. yeah it's amazing how that sort of works i mean it really is uh, very interesting how sometimes we end up trying to create public policy in a vacuum right without talking to the people that actually are doing the work and going through it day to day or the consumer exactly like you know the people that are trying to get into a home and the challenges that they might have and um yeah, it's, it's interesting how sometimes when we just have that little bit of communication, like you just said, Dawn, um, mm-hmm. and realtors are wonderful about being able to communicate, you know, their position and how it, how it, how it works on the street. Mm-hmm. And with that, we are going to go to our first commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio on 940 KYNO. Now back to Don Scordino and Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors. On 940 KYNO. 
Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino from the Fresno Association of Realtors. And along with me here in the studio is Kim Schaefer-Huckabee of... Uh, uh, and the, the staff person with the Government association. affairs director for the Fresno Association of Realtors. I'll help you out, Don. Ah, thank you. I need it. Um, y- you were mentioning it was a full moon this week, so yeah, need all the help I could get. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about the f- association of realtors at the national level, state level, local level, and advocacy is a big thing that we do. Uh, working with legislature the legislature making sure that we have viable rules. Yeah, I mean, you know, just good public policy across the board, whether that's, you know, federal legislation, state legislation. You know, you asked me, Don, what the association does, you know, for consumers. And I, I go back and I think one of the biggest things we do is, you know, people like you who I've known for a long, long time, I've seen you foster these relationships with your members of Congress, your state assembly members, your city council members, you know, so on and so forth. I mean, it goes way beyond that. I mean, you have relationships with, uh, you know, air districts and water districts and I mean, just all kinds of things. But you do that to be able to, you know, have these conversations so people will listen to you and you want to weigh in. And um, it's really important to be involved to because you don't know that you need to be an advocate until you need to be an advocate. Right. You don't know what's coming down. One of the best things I learned about advocacy or uh, and it came from a guy who was the chief lobbyist. And, you know, lobbyist it has a bad connotation. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, they're out there yeah. trying to get their way. No, when, when this guy gave me the definition of a lobbyist, that helped me as I talked to these people that I know, city council mm-hmm. people, um, uh, the mayor. Right. We are, a lobbyist is an educator. That's right. I mean, how That's do, what it should be anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, how is your congressman supposed to know everything about Every real industry. estate? I mean, think about how everything many... about medicine, mm-hmm. everything about commerce. It, they they need the help. Mm-hmm. No, they do. They really, really do. And I think, uh, you know, going back to organized real estate, that's what is so awesome about what we do and how we band together. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, this industry is so broad in the profession. And it, what's really great too is, you know, uh, realtors are generally, you know, independent contractors. There are some other models out there, but they have the flexibility to be able to travel to Washington, D.C., to Sacramento, to carry the message, to meet on a Tuesday at two o'clock because they don't have to, you know, clock in at work. And it's, it's really awesome. I don't know any other industry like it. And that's why I sort of stick around. So here's a good story about organized real estate. So I got to have dinner at the governor's mansion a few years ago with Governor Jerry Brown and his wife, Ann. Mm-hmm. And um, it, there was, I think, eight or nine of us from the real, real estate organization that was going to just have dinner, talk to them, and educate them on, on real estate. But here's where the organization comes in. I remember somebody saying, okay, Don, you can say, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. And then be quiet. You, well, let, you yeah. let Kevin Brown talk. That's one thing <laughs> about, you know, we can meet at two o'clock on a Tuesday, but we still have to talk before we go to those meetings because there, you know, there are protocols, but I mean, 
you learned that and now I never have to tell you again, right? You know you know the rules. What yeah. we what we say, what we do. I I did make the mistake though of saying, Hello, Governor Brown. I'm f- I'm from Fresno, uh, <laughs> the heart of California. Uh and he corrected me. He said, no, let me tell you why um, it's not. He goes, you guys need to get more voters. <laughs> he, he goes, um, several years ago, uh, somebody else carried Fresno County, but one other county. That's right. We it need to get difference. more people voting. It makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we know what the realtor organization does for the consumer. Let me ask you another tough question. Mm-hmm. What does the Association of Realtors do to make their realtors better so that they can better serve their clients? So that home buyer out there and that home seller out there, how are they better off working with a professional realtor? Well, hold on. that's a loaded question, um, but a great, great question. Um, number one, I mean, y- you're always better off working with a trusted professional realtor. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But um, I think realtors that are engaged and involved with their local association, they take advantage of some of the education benefits, um, the you know professional development benefits, the advocacy. They, they know the issues. So, I mean, like you, Don. If you were to go to a home today, you could talk about 1031 tax exchange. That's not you doing that on your own. It's because you're involved. You just went and you lobbied, you know, your members of Congress and you talked about those issues. So you're familiar and that makes you a better realtor because you can that it transfers to the client and to the consumer. Some of the best classes that I took through the Fresno Association of Realtors is one uh, was called the anatomy of a home. So I got to learn about the lifespan, expected lifespan of a roof, an air conditioner, water heater. Oh, really important, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, How would you have learned it otherwise? Yeah, just the University of Hard Knocks. Yeah. So this prevented me from from Mm -hmm. having to do it that way. Sure. Um, Also learned that the term hot water heater is redundant. (laughs) (laughs) It's just water heater. So that that was one of the big takeaways from this class. Yeah. And maybe even from today's show, it's not a hot water heater. It's a water heater. Yeah, learn something oh, new man, every day. I got you thinking now, yeah, Kim. Yeah. Um, another great class I took was um, the art of nonverbal communication. And here's a personal experience as to how that class benefited a buyer. I'm walking around a house with a buyer and he said, well, how much is this going to cost me? So, you know, Mr. Intelligence here, I'm saying, well, let's see, your uh, down payment is X amount, your closing costs are gonna be half your escrow fee is this, your ALTA is that, uh, you know, home warranty is this, and, and he's boggled. And he, I, the nonverbal communication was his arms were closed, his jaw was tight, he was nervous. And then I remembered the class I took, and I remember saying, well, Let me just give you the bottom line, and it's going to cost you about $8,000 cash out of pocket, and your payment will be right about $1,000 a month. The arms dropped. He goes, I could do that, Mm -hmm. and he bought the home. 
No, I, I, I absolutely can see how that. My daughter just bought a, a condo in um, down in Kern County, and the, pr- probably the exact same thing happened. I mean, she's looking at all these numbers and, you know, calling, Mom, Mom, what does this all mean? I said, well, call your realtor. And broke it down. It was the bottom line, and she was fine. Yeah, yeah. So it was that art of nonverbal commu- communication where the arms were crossed mm-hmm. that told me, okay, He's not, not accepting this. And it wasn't the numbers because I knew he was in the right price range. I knew that's what he wanted. I just had not communicated it. Yeah, that's a good point, Don. I mean, and honestly, I, I think that's a a piece of, you know, the problem out there, you know, in our community, in the world in general. Like it's the just a misunderstanding about you know what it takes to buy and you need more people like you on the street to say it really is attainable it's it's not that hard there are so many options so many programs and things that we fight for to make sure that it's you know home ownership you know the american dream is a real possibility you know you just reminded me that's what i love about doing this show every saturday is that i spend all week preparing for it so i'm not a radio guy i i'm a realtor out there Mm -hmm. learning every week and then i can bring my experience to the show so that's what i love about doing this yeah no well and you have a wealth of it yeah and uh but not a wealth of radio so listeners bear with me sometimes i uh scratch my head and say what did i just say (laughs) (laughs) but bear with me it's that you know off-brand humor sometimes but We'll, we'll get there. It's mostly funny. <laughs> God, that might be the best compliment I've ever got. <laughs> mostly funny. <laughs> um, besides education, I, I know the realtors have a code of ethics. Right, which is just incredibly important, which is, I mean, the it's the pillar of what we do and what realtors do. I mean, it's the code that we live by. And... Um, Realtors have to, I mean, it's just like any other sort of code of ethics. You know, if you're a member of the the Bar Association as an attorney, very similar situation. Um, but it, you know, it's the rules. And you, you know, I think there's a little bit of a misconception out there. Not everyone's a realtor. There are agents that are licensed with the California Department of Real Estate. Fine. But to to wear the badge and have that realtor term um you have to take the code of ethics you have to agree to it you subscribe to it you live by it every day and it will take you out of the business if you don't want to mm-hmm. yeah the code of ethics um is a pretty long document mm-hmm. and it not only does it give the articles the codes but it also gives the standard of practice absolutely so like can i i can't go and disparage another right. realtor by saying mm-hmm. hey i'm better than so-and-so did you know he had a DUI 25 years ago I right. can't do that that's mm-hmm. um, uh, not good <laughs> <laughs> not good not necessary not, yeah. yeah yeah so that code of ethics gives the engaged professional a moral compass right and it gives the the members of our community and you know um, it's like a, an additional insurance policy Right. I, mm-hmm. I, I guess that's the way I would see it, that these um, if you, you're, you've gone with a trusted real tour, you know, that is subscribing to the code of ethics. You know that 
You know, if they don't do their job, there's recourse. And it's a little different than just being an agent. Right. And that code of ethics really sets us apart. It's voluntary. You right. don't have to subscribe to it. Of course, then you won't be a realtor. Mm-hmm. You'll just be a licensed real estate agent. Um, but it's something that is upheld too. So if if one realtor has violated the code against a consumer, against the, the public, or against another realtor, mm-hmm. they can be called into a, a, a uh, an ethics hearing. Right. Mm-hmm. and reprimanded all the way from a slap on the wrist to losing your license ability to do business right yeah yeah all right with that we're going to go to our next commercial break so stay tuned to welcome home radio 940 kyno now back to don scordino and welcome home radio from the fresno association of realtors on 940 kyno Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino along with Kim Huckabee. Uh, I'm a local realtor with the Fresno Association of Realtors. Kim is a government affairs affairs director. director. Okay, I was going to say staff person, but technically not because you're... I'm a consultant. A consultant, not only for the Fresno Association... But way, 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 way down there in Bakersfield, too. A lot of it. Well, I've done work for many, many associations over the years, actually, Don. Okay. And this is where I'm good. I'm curious today mm-hmm. because I think the big feather in your cap over the years is what you did with PACE. Mm. Tell us what PACE is. All right, guys. You ready for this? <laughs> um, so- and by the way, you don't look like a fighter. <laughs> I don't really. No. I always think people are somewhat scared of me a little bit, you know. Like, All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Pace. Um, They're it, not. No. No, <laughs> darn. Um, Pace is, it stands for, it's an acronym for Property Assessed Clean Energy. And. Um, sounds good. Sounds good, right? It really does. Uh, back in Berkeley, uh, I don't know, probably. 18 years ago, um, there was legislation that passed that allowed for essentially uh, local municipalities to opt in to a PACE program, a Property Assessed Clean Energy Program. And it, it's way more complicated than that. But um, essentially what it does is say, you know, City of Fresno wants to be able to offer a financing option for um, energy efficient improvements on their home, whether that's, uh, you know, uh, it could be reflective paint, it could be an air conditioner, it could be all kinds of different things. Um, And now I think it's been expanded to like water improvements too. So this is one option for financing that essentially uh, it gets attached to your mortgage and um, it, it, it becomes a super priority lien. And I'm trying to simplify this the best I can because it's very, very complicated. And I think that's why people don't talk about it very much. I, I've heard that before, super priority lien. Right. So when you sign the contract, 
what happens is it gets filed with the county assessor, you know, um, when that paperwork finally gets processed and your what happens is your uh, your taxes go up. And then if you have a mortgage that has an impound account, your mortgage goes up. Um, and that's sort of how you pay for it. In the event that you um, cannot, you know, uh, pay your taxes or pay your mortgage, uh, it's very different than like a credit card charge. It's in priority of your home. So they can take your house. And that's because the cost of these improvements was added to your property tax. Your property mm-hmm. tax, which is in your mortgage payment. Right. So in theory, if if one's paying fifteen hundred dollars a month for their mortgage payment, mm-hmm. next year it might go up to eighteen hundred dollars a month. Is that right? Yeah, that would be I mean, yes, that that would be a best case scenario from what I've seen. But really? What, what I mean, have I mean you you seen? I've seen it ballooned to just um just very unaffordable situations that people cannot withstand. Wow. So that must be these programs that I hear that say the advertisements say it's a government program to help. I'm so glad you brought that up, Don, because I think that the one. You mean misleading advertisements? Yes. No, no, it's (laughs) so important because, you know, back to your question about what associations do. You know, I've been involved in writing policy and legislation um, on this particular matter for so long. I mean, we have been to, uh, you know, the Department of Consumer Affairs in Washington. I don't know how many bills CAR has sponsored, how many bills that we have put input. And, um, you know, we've really driven those consumer protections because, uh, you know, when it really, I still think that, I'm gonna say this, I still think that PACE started out with the best of intentions. It was just another tool in the toolbox, a way to find, you know, you know, you don't you don't need a credit check, right? You you have, you know, equity, you have collateral. So it's an easy way for someone who maybe couldn't go the traditional route to get an air conditioner in the valley, right? I mean, good intentions. But what happens is you have bad actors out there and you have, you know, sometimes people that have no business selling a mortgage product and that's where the problem comes in. It ends up being a mortgage product because what at the end of the day it gets attached to the mortgage i see what you're saying Mm -hmm. so the real job is they're an energy consultant or a home improvement consultant yeah Mm -hmm. but they're changing your mortgage without changing the mortgage you're changing the property taxes and the government gave them the ability to do that to do that right i mean think about it don i mean oh my blood pressure is gonna rise but uh, you know Think about what people have to go through when they sign their mortgage documents, right? And to have this thing or, you know, uh, that can have the ability for you to lose your home. This is not a, a you know, a HELOC, a line of, you know, credit on your equity. This is not a credit card. You will lose your home if you don't pay the bill. Yeah. And you set a super priority lien. May I explain Absolutely. the lien process? Please. It, it goes by dates. So first and foremost, when you buy a property, even if you pay cash for it, there's no loan, you still have a lien of property taxes. That's number one. That is the super priority. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is usually the new loan that you get. 
So whether it be FHA or from a, a big bank, they're number two behind the property tax, but they feel comfortable lending you 95% of the purchase price, knowing that the only thing in front of them is property tax. And that's a uh, somewhat controllable thing. They, right. they know what to expect. Um, and that's why they do title insurance because the, what if somebody had a IRS tax lien from two years ago, it's recorded against them. And now the new lender comes along and says, uh-uh, we're not gonna be number three. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna be behind that tax lien. So you either pay the tax lien off or we don't make the loan. Right. So it's that, and then somebody might make a second or even a third loan. It all goes by recorded date. Right, but this is interesting in this situation where there's you know state and federal legislation that allows for it to go into that super priority position. So actually, when you sign the documents, you're you're sort of in. Uh, it doesn't agree with your mortgage. Yeah, so so this is it allows the government, the the counties are allowing somebody to come in and put a new mortgage uh, or new loan in first position along with property taxes. And that's why the, you know, the FHA originally, or not originally, I mean, there's been a lot of ups and downs in this, this world of green energy, but um, FHA would have nothing to do with it. They would not finance property. You know, if, if you have a client on and you know, you go out and you're like, Oh, we love this property want to buy it you know you might already even be in escrow but if you have one of these types of liens it's a whole new process you have to deal with Um, especially you know depends on the the type of financing you're pursuing might be a non-starter yeah and because of that super priority status that pace was given i can see why a new lender would not want to make a loan on that property Mm -hmm. so remember when you said that the payments you've seen them really balloon up there let me throw another example out there. What if you had a 5% interest rate and now you and you add the PACE loan mm-hmm. on there. Now you want to refinance to 2.5%. Good luck. You can't do it. Yep. So once again, your payment is going to be much higher because you have encumbered your home with a, a loan that is not so good. Yeah, and, and back to you, you know, the whole point about uh, you know, just people have to pay attention. You know, if it sounds too good to be true, guys, it's too good to be true. It really is. You know, if you have someone knocking at your door and, and the worst part about, you know, some of the stuff we saw early on, we see less of it these days, although I, you know, um, we're, you know, targets, elderly, you know, people that speak other languages, Spanish speaking, um, and, you know, no credit check, no, you know, proof of income, no, you know, just a lot of things just ripe for a bad situation. And, you know, over the years, I think it's gotten much, much better um, in, in the counties and cities that still have it. It's you can deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I would assume just like adjustable rate mortgages, I'm going to assume the PACE loan is good for a segment of homeowners there, the ones that understand it. i mean they, that understand and that was the not, thing with adjustable rate mortgages if you understood it then it it could be a, a, a good one if if it fits your needs but 
there was very little understanding of it. And I think that's the and issue that, with yeah, pace. Problem. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, as we come out of this post-COVID era and forbearances and different things like that and how, you know, county assess. And, you know, that's the other thing. I mean, we're making our county assessors, they're like, bill collectors right i mean it's very interesting in that that sense um, what does the county get out of it i mean they're collecting for somebody else's loan they're servicing the loan oh that's another that's a whole nother show i mean there's uh you know carbon credits air carbon credits there i mean it goes on and on there are you know special districts just created for lots of things uh, basically the county ends up with an, an um, administration fee so they so don't they collect an administration fee from the lender which is probably added the on providers, top. right? Yeah, you have Hero, Y Green, California First. Um, those are some names. I mean, and you have to, and, and because of our efforts, realtors truly, um, it pace the pace program is now governed by the Department of Business Oversight. That was one of the biggest complaints that myself and my colleagues had. You know, we would see just and the reason this came to us was through realtors seeing that homeowners were being hurt, and we were collecting these stories, et cetera. But what the biggest problem was that there was no oversight. And so in California now, um, the Department of Business Business Oversight does regulate uh, these companies and they can pull the licenses. They can they, they monitor contractors, bad actors, and that didn't exist before. But when yeah. we get back from our break, I, I wanna ask you what you did in Kern County in regards to this, that that one I'm curious about, but I want to end this segment with this point of view. Let's say you bought a home for two hundred thousand and put ten percent down, so you have a hundred and eighty thousand dollar mortgage. A couple of years later, you do a pace loan, and you put and you do fifty thousand dollars worth of improvements: solar, maybe a, a, a dual pane windows, et cetera. So now you owe another $50,000, but that loan, which should be a second loan, leapfrogged the first and went on your property taxes. Mm -hmm. So it's a super priority loan. Now, let's say, uh, so now you owe $230,000 on a home that you bought for Mm $200,000. This is starting to sound a lot like 2005. Mm-hmm. with the adjustable rate mortgage and you, ha- and you have interest rates involved i mean this is not a, and i want to make that clear as i'm speaking it's it's never been a government program the government just authorize it a lot they allow it to happen there are still independent just like we have let's say uh quicken loans bank of america whatever there are people and and organizations that are financing it all right so when those advertisements say it's a government Never. program. Hang up the phone. Run. Yeah. Okay. With that, we're going to our commercial break. Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio on 940 KYNO. Now back to Don Scordino and Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. And this is Don Scordino, your host, and Kim Huckabee, Government Affairs Director of the Fresno Association of Realtors, and taking care of business. And so we've been talking about a thing called a PACE loan, Property Assessed Clean Energy, um, probably a well-intentioned program that 
maybe wasn't well used, much like adjustable rate mortgages were designed for the, uh, an adjustable rate mortgage was designed for, let's say a farmer that makes that once a year big, mm -hmm. big payday, but the rest of the year it's, it's skinny. So you can make a minimum payment, but you gotta know that when you get that big check, you gotta pay your principal down. Before or, it takes off, right? The, right. Yeah, the terms. Uh, or, or you're never gonna make any headway. So a well, adjustable rate mortgages, well-intentioned program, but was misused, maybe, and, and I'm gonna even say missold. Missold, yeah, absolutely, yeah. right. Um, that, that was our first run with online um, financing mm -hmm. is in the early 2000s right. and I don't think you know people clicked too soon and didn't read all 78 pages of the disclosure yeah, I'm guilty <laughs> yeah and, and and had nobody there to chat with <laughs> right right a lot of lessons learned so the pace is much the same seeing this problem when you were working in Bakersfield mm -hmm. what did you do that because I understand the PACE program is no longer allowed in Kern County, thanks to you. Oh, yeah. well, I'm going to blame yeah, you. Yeah, no, it's one of the best achievements I think in my life. Um, what other one have you heard of? <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> Very I'm funny joking. Don. I'm joking. Threw me for a loop there. <laughs> um, no, but I think uh, so. Uh, these types of issues with PACE started coming up from my realtor members when I was working in Kern County, Bakersfield. And I, you know, people were coming, they wanted help for their, you know, Don, you know, we would travel to the California Association of Realtors, the National Association of Realtors. And I started hearing more and more about it in those meetings. And I could see in areas where PACE had even been, um, you know, implemented for a longer time, those problems were elevating. It was getting, you know, it was it was just elevating and so uh i had a few colleagues in california that were really trying to understand it like i said it's incredibly complex and um not a whole lot of people even still today in the state that are experts in this and anyway we got together and we decided we we're going to make bakersfield and kern county the test ground of you know trying to make a case that this was a mortgage product and it didn't you know when we talk about taxes it's for the public good you know we talk about you know the things that go on the public dole are water fire safety i mean all things that we can all agree on trash right we have yeah. to have that makes sense i like what you're saying right? it's for the public good it's a public good and that's, that are. should be the only reason you know schools whatever right i mean yeah. we've all we have consensus on that it's not for someone's air conditioner or uh you know, dual pane windows, like you said. And so uh, we started out, we um, we made a list of all the complaints we had. Uh, we had people that, you know, had been charged upwards of $60,000 for, you know, things that weren't worth $60,000, um, you know, jobs that shouldn't have been done uh, with PACE financing. They were more like a kitchen remodel mm. um, because nobody checked it. There was no oversight at the time. I mean, literally. So taxes paying for somebody's kitchen remodel. Literally, the contractor could go in. You do this all on an iPad, DocuSign. Um, the contractor's in the home while, say, an elderly woman is signing the papers. She doesn't have time, you know, to read it over. It all just goes so fast. And it's too. it was just too big of a thing. Um, 
again, because it's a mortgage. At the end of the day, it's not a credit card where if you don't pay it, your credit goes down, right? You get hit, you get dinged. This, you lose your home. And so we made that argument. It took us probably, gosh, year and a half, uh, two years. It was ugly. It was really nasty. Um, but we were able to get Kern County and the city of Bakersfield uh, to rescind their resolution to enter into the program. And then we started working, you know, other areas did the same. They followed. But we were the first in the state. Absolutely mm-hmm. the first in the state. And it was, uh, we got sued. It was crazy. Oh, I didn't know that part. So, but first of all, the Kern County um, tax collector mm-hmm. is like, no longer allowed to administer right. the. And he was one of probably the best testimony that we had in Kern County, honestly, because he could actually see in real time the hurt, the harm, the damage. And you would see tax collectors coming out in California uh, writing op-eds because they were really, truly the the boots on the ground when it came to it. Yeah. So even using that example that I did, somebody bought a home for 200000 owes one hundred eighty. They get a $50,000 PACE loan that jumps over the lien, now goes on. Sometimes that takes a long time, Don, for that to actually hit, right? I mean, people will sign the document Mm -hmm. by the time, depending on where uh, the tax, you know, we are in the, I don't know, the billing cycle, I guess, right? If you have an impound account on your mortgage, by the time it hits, it could be a year. I mean, it could be a year and a half, and all of a sudden your mortgage payment could skyrocket no wonder some of those advertisements say no cost to you for the first year yeah you could think it you really would be able to believe that it is truly a government program you would have no reason to believe otherwise and i see how this impacted realtors and why realtors came forward saying hey my clients are being hurt because now they owe two hundred thirty thousand dollars maybe they had it was they were selling it for 210 well and and now they couldn't sell it, it Yeah, and on top of that, Don, I mean, the other thing was these super priority liens weren't transferable. FHA wasn't in. I mean, there was all kinds of other stuff. So realtors were coming and saying, I'm in escrow. I, what what do we do? Yeah, our client sorry, can't sell it. Either someone is going to absorb that cost. I hope there's equity. Um, you know, somebody's going to pay for something or this deal is going to fall out. So you said it got ugly. What? How did it? What's what was the ugly part of that battle? Well, I mean, um, think about it. So, right, we have this program that financing. We're talking about private entities financing improvements, backed by you know uh, shareholders, stock that have no risk. It's Wall Street. I mean, there's so many. uh, Mm -hmm. I encourage everyone to go back and look at the Wall Street Journal articles. Um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot that had to do with Wall Street. Okay, and, and I could see that because no risk, it, and it's kind of like the county tax collectors um, got. And I don't want to. I want to be very careful here, be, but they kind of got taken here because for that administrative fee, they didn't have a choice, right? I mean, they just had to do their jobs. Okay, so then I can say since they were just doing their job and. Uh, um, they were told they had to do it, then I could say it, it was mm-hmm. almost like they were duped. For this small administrative fee, they become the financing tool for a private entity using taxes. They could potentially cause 
harm instead of public good. And that yeah. is the crux right there. Right. And if they would have talked to the realtors back there when it was back in Berkeley in this in the think tank and coming out of there, realtors could have said not every home improvement is a dollar for dollar improvement. You may spend twenty five thousand dollars remodeling your kitchen, mm -hmm. but you also took out the fifteen thousand dollar. Right. Kitchen. And so finance now it's only chart, worth ten thousand more percentages. I mean, on and on, uh, you know, even solar. I mean, yeah it's uh i'm glad it's it's changed so much even in the communities where it's still allowed it's much much better because of our efforts because of california association realtors i mean boots on the ground they knew it was going to be bad and they alerted i mean mm -hmm. we went one year don you have to remember to washington dc that we actually you know we normally have one two three issues and pace was one of them i do remember yep. that and yeah. that's because of what we did right here mm-hmm so is that PACE program still alive and kicking? It is. Mm -hmm. um, some of the companies that uh, provide the financing have, you know, uh, the district attorneys got together, they've sued, they, I mean, judgments have been made, there uh, are funds for victims. Um, there are companies that have gone bankrupt. It looks a whole lot different than it used to. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can sleep at night. Uh, you know. So our consumer still needs to be aware Absolutely. when they're told that it's a government, a government yeah. program, it's being put on your taxes. And I just got a call when I actually, since I've moved to Fresno, Dawn, yeah, it still is a happening. Yeah. Government program. Hang up. All right. Yeah. And uh, we hear it on the radio, on TV. So um, beware. It, you're protecting your home. And, and that is so important. Well, I hope that our show today has been informational. And um, Kim, thank you very much for coming in today. Really appreciate it. And I was really curious about Pace because I know you were uh, you were leading the charge on that. Yeah, thanks so, for having me. I yeah. appreciate the audience. It's one of a subject I still feel so passionate about. All right, great. And tune in again next week. We're going to have even more real estate information. And the key is that it's local information. Um, we don't know what's going on in Michigan, but we sure do here. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. No, it's KYNO. I did that one on purpose, just out of habit. 